It's a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. On today's show, we invite Nick Fairbanks back to the show to discuss first day of training camp and everything heading into the weekend, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown NHL and Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Still Rodin. We'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with th- this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Cats fans, it's a, a very exciting day yesterday. First day of training camp. New energy, new energy in the building, of course, with a little bit of turnover for for this roster coming in, and of course the different coaching staff. But it the the great the great thing about it is just that the fact that hockey is is back really, and of course, let me bring in my guest into the show, uh, Nick Fairbanks, to discuss first day of practice and even maybe things prior prior to that as well. Uh, Nick, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me back, Armando. It's been a little bit, but uh, I'm excited that the season's uh, starting again and that uh, we'll have some games to talk about here soon. But, uh, you know, let's start off with the first day of uh, training camp and, uh, you know, let's, you know, hear about the excitement that uh, happened the first day. Yeah, first day of training camp and lots of excitement. Basically, really, of course, the biggest highlight of the, uh, the, the anticipation more like of what, the energy was going to be when Matt it was when Matthew Kachuk was going to hit the ice for the Florida Panthers uh, in, in the first, in the first practice, they split uh, to groups like a and B Kachuk was part of the, the second group for the Florida Panthers, but let, let's kind of talk a little bit about the first uh, group of the Panther of, of the Panthers as well. We saw a lot of the anticipated uh, lines to, together. They Paul Maurice went, for more mostly for pairs working together because they were they were more working more on like one-on-one rushes earlier and then two-on-two rushes later and then he was putting like a third person uh on 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 the on a line like it was someone different every single time one time you saw Barkoff with Sam Reinhardt another time you saw Rodolph Balsers with uh Barkoff and Verhage and then we even saw one where it was Barkoff and Logan Hutzko even in one rush so it, it's a it's a little First day of training camp, I was talking with David Dwork about this, and he was discussing saying that with the new coaching staff and having three coaches in like kind of less than a year span, it's like the real really to take to have a little perspective on it that last year's line is not really last year's line isn't something to really have a is to not like kind of set a baseline for. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you, I think you hit the, you know, uh, you know, the target there that, you know, having three or maybe two coaching staffs, you know, uh, for the Florida Panthers, it, it's really going to come down to, you know, really like figuring out who's going to be able to fill into what spots. Um, you know, I know that Maurice said that he doesn't want to change the scoring for this team, but he's also got to make sure that number one from day one and also game one that they're playing a style that's going to be uh, taking them past the second round or at least, you know, uh, hopefully to a Stanley Cup uh, finals appearance. So you really got to figure out who's going to be able to play what, uh, who's going to have chemistry, but also kind of show the young guys, you know, hey, this is what it's going to be like, you know, coming in and, you know, this is what you need to do to make a shot, you know, to have a shot to uh, make the roster. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who else they throw in. Um, I'm very interested to see what the Verhage, Barkoff, and Balzers line would be able to do. Because, listen, I know it seems like that they just threw that line together, but don't be surprised if they throw that in the season. Yeah, and and I asked uh, I asked Sam, Sam Reinhart on, on Wednesday during media day, like how much uh, – uh, guys will need to step up, including himself, being um, with Anthony Duclair being out. So the right side of the forward groups is kind of something really to look at, really not just on the top line, but really throughout the lineup as well. And and speaking of a, uh, speaking of the the winger position for the Panthers, one player is a is a guy that I've been talking about all summer as far as uh, being able to prove himself is someone like Gregory Denisenko. The way Paul Maurice conducted the practice, it was like really full speed and kind of to see like kind of where um, these players' endurances are. Something Paul Maurice said after practice that he said that he's not worried about. And Grigory Denisenko participated in every single drill and very encouraging to see that he's able to 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 move out there. So may, may, maybe he has a shot to make it. Definitely. And, um, you know, I, I know that you and I have talked about, you know, John Sanko and if he makes the roster or if he goes back down to uh, Charlotte, but this may be a make or break year for him. Um, you know, I'd like to think that Florida would give him another you know year past this one just to further develop, because I think that, you know, they have the time to do that. Um, but at the same time, as you said, um, you know, the right side is not probably the strong point anymore. This team has kind of changed over from year to year where depth was a huge plus last year and it really helped out the team. Whereas now this year, unfortunately, um, you know, the departure of some players and injuries, others to start the season um, is actually shown to be a little bit of an opportunity. So uh, everybody needs to step up and uh, do their part to make sure that it's not going to be a weakness going into the season. And let's also discuss uh, deep pairs. Uh, of course, there was all there's going to be questions about who was going to be paired with who uh, daily Faceoff had their projections before the season, but it actually kind of came to to light really in the first day of practice. Uh, Radko Gudis was uh, paired with Lucas Carlson. The expected also Forsling and Ekblad in group number one, but Gudis and Carlson were paired in group number two. I had an opportunity to ask uh, Radko Gudis during the media availability uh, yesterday what what he thinks about about Lucas Carlson and playing with him. Here's here's the clip of that. I think he's great. <clears throat> he did great steps. Um, he looks a lot faster than he was last year. Um, he he put some muscle on too, so he's I think he's doing a great job. He did a great job in off season. I'm looking forward to get some games with him. So um, looking forward to play with a young guy like himself. So Nick, uh, Radko Gudis's response with 
Lucas Carlson being a lot uh, stronger coming into this season. And very encouraging words from Raguglis, of course, Lucas Carlson being still a, a young, on the younger side, still in his 20s. Of course, we spoke about um, a few days ago, just him being part of that trade for Henrik Borgstrom, getting rid of Brett Connolly's contract. But something that the Florida Panthers could possibly salvage as far as getting uh, a trade uh, piece back from that Borgstrom uh, and and getting rid of Connolly's contract. So not but. It, it, it's really opportunity for for someone like Luke, Lucas Carlson, really for for this mix of the deep pairs. Yeah, and um, in the games that he was able to get in last year, uh, he didn't look out of place. Um, he actually looked like he fit in just uh, fine, and uh, I would probably say that he actually gave the team a little bit of uh, you know a shot in the arm, you know, a little jolt to play. Um, you know, he moves very well. Um, you know, he I think he's actually gotten a little bit faster, or at least he looks faster. Uh, which is a huge help because I think Gudis uh, coming into this season as he's another year older probably needs the help or the uh, compensation for that. And um, I think that they would work well together. Uh, you have Gudis who's going to be the bruiser still and be that more, hopefully that more of that stay at home defenseman. But then, you know, what happens if a breakdown happens, is Carlson going to be able to cover for him? And I think that would be a uh, something to look forward to, to make sure that he does do that. And you know who doesn't show, who isn't showing sl- signs of slowing down despite being in his uh, 30s, Patrick Hornquist. I saw him on quite a few rushes uh, going um, when they were working on two on twos, and he was converting uh, often on, on on those rushes. He was part of Group B, uh, and really they were working on rushes on one side with Spencer Knight and then JF Berube on on the other. Uh, we could say what we want about JF Berube, but we saw Patrick Hornquist really connecting on a lot of these uh, rushes going the other way. Uh, we, I saw him paired up with Colin White a little bit as well. I saw also Colin White paired, um, put together with the Sam Bennett and Matthew Kachuk also together uh, as well. But Patrick Hornquist, li- listen, we've spoken all summer about the, the, the cap hit that is, but hey, uh, maybe, maybe Patrick Hornquist has heard a little bit of the noise about of a possibility of a trade. And Hey, uh, it, it seems like that coming into the season, it's a little bit of a, of a F you guys. I, I I'm still going to try to prove myself here. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it comes with, you know, maybe two mindsets that he's coming in or two ideas that he's coming in with was, Hey, you know, this might be my last chance with this team to win something or to prove something. Or secondly, you know, this might be my last chance to actually have a job here in the NHL. Not saying he doesn't deserve one because, you know, he's a fantastic uh, player to have on the bench, almost like, a, you know, a fourth or fifth coach there to get the boys going. But, um, you know, there, there's a lot of questions you have to ask is, you know, like how long is his body going to be able to be, uh, you know, able to last during the season? Is he going to be durable or is he going to have, you know, times where he's going to be missing two or three weeks at a time? Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is, you know, is he going to be able to be that net presence that Florida needed in his first season? Because I can remember a few games where uh, he dominated in front of the crease and he was able to get his stick or, you know, maybe a jersey or maybe a chin on the puck. Uh, I remember a goal specifically where it went off its chin and it went in and it was a huge goal. So um, hoping that's the Patrick Hornquist the Florida Panthers get, because as we said, coming into the season, um, they're not going to have a lot of depth and they need everybody to step up. And I would expect him as a leader to lead that way and to uh, produce that way. Mm-hmm. Be- 
An- another player uh, that, and we're gonna we're gonna mention uh, your your boy, a- Anton Lundell. Uh, we we have, of course, first time in the last few years that the media was able to enter the locker room and kind of to see, you know, go go player by player, at least the ones who are actually available. Uh, after Radko Guda spoke to to the media, we got we had an opportunity to walk over to Anton Lundell. And something that we noticed was that Anton Lindell's locker, at least at the practice facility, uh, we haven't seen it in the arena uh, yet, but at the practice facility in Coral Springs is right next to the Barkoffs. And I, I, I think, I think of course, this, the second year being a more of a growth year while in your rookie season, you're trying to, you know, kind of figure it out and all that. But I, Anton Lindell confirmed last year that his locker was on the other side uh, the opposite side of Barkov and maybe Huberdo being traded might have something to do with that as well uh, talked about how, how people had to speak it into existence with him being next to Barkov of course he when he first came to the U.S. he roomed with Barkov right before getting an actual place and of course his game developing of course with some injuries that happened last season you know kind of hurt his chances for the Calder but now that his locker is next to Barkov I think that's a like a really big help for someone like like Anton Lindell. It definitely is. And, uh, you know, you, you wonder, you know, with the lockers being next to, next to each other, like, um, you know, if that's going to be for the in-game purposes as well, that, you know, they're going to be talking in between periods of what they could work on and what they could do. Because, you know, you can talk face-to-face, you know, across the locker room or whatever, but I think there's more of a uh, an intimate uh, kind of, you know, action there that, you know, the two players can talk and say, Hey, listen, I noticed this on the ice. This is what I want to do about it. Or, Hey, what would you suggest doing in this type of situation? Cause this is what they're trying to do. I think that the communication will be much better. And then secondly, I just think that having that mentorship uh, going from year one to year two from Barkoff would be huge because uh, he's on, I don't want to say he's on the same projection as Barkoff, but you know, we, I, especially expect him to actually take another leap this year. I don't think there's going to be a sophomore slump with him, but it's going to be up to him and it's going to be up to him going to Barkov for guidance to make sure that uh, he continues to grow his game. Hmm. And Barkov's big jump and Barkov's big jump, at least point wise, didn't really come until year three of, of, of playing in the NHL. So if there's a little bit of, if we don't see the point production for Anton Lundell, at least to that level, not to be, it's really not something to like really freak out about, and of course, the Correct. and Paul Maurice was asked about uh, the possibility of him uh, playing wing and his post game availability is really the the opportunity for mo- more people to, with of, of course he spoke about Anthony Duclair's injury about opportunities for ver- versatility as well and he also mentioned someone like Sam Reinhart his ability to to play center as well so you have a lot of uh, versatility uh, with with this uh, with this Panthers team uh, that's for sure. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss more about a, a, another player that impressed me uh, in day day one of training camp. We're going to discuss that more next on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your football betting options this season. Find all the latest. Um, player developments, team matchups, news, and podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live 
betting, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to, the, head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing this conversation on this Fairbanks Friday edition on, of the show, and Nick, one player that really stuck out to me, we were talking about this pre-recording, of course. We, we, we spoke about who, who, who's going to be that seventh defenseman for uh, the Florida Panthers. And one person who really stuck out to me as far as someone who closing their gaps as someone who kind of looked out of position in um, as Matthew Kachuk was beating him. And, and just as he was about to be beat, Matt Kierstead, I saw like a big poke check to like get the puck away on 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 a rush when he was gonna when it looked like he was gonna get beat and and quite a few times we saw that Matt Kierstead didn't even allow a, a a shot on goal which is what you want out of out of a defenseman and even 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 some friendly chirping from Matthew Kachuk to Matt Kierstead even even after the play just you know, just joking around, of course, the boys being the boys at, at, at practice, you know, it, it's a fresh energy of day one. But that's the guy really who I, I really was discussing most of this is Alex Baumgartner of Five Reason Sports. So big, big, big a great first day for, for Matt Kirsten. And I was really impressed from what I saw. Yeah, and uh, I think Matt needs it. Um, you know, he, he had a couple games a few seasons ago when he signed the contract to come to Florida. And then uh, I believe he only got maybe a game or two last year. Um, this might be, you know, one of those, you know, prove it, you know, seasons before, you know, let's say Florida decides to either turn the page or maybe offer some contract, uh, contract extension just because they knew they do need uh, help on the defensive side. So uh, he's still young enough. I think he has the aptitude and also probably the speed to play. It's just more or less um, where is his decision making uh, going to go with it? And then also, is he going to be able to stack up and play maybe 30 or 40 games during the season? Because if he's going to be the seventh defenseman, um, you know, you have to think that there's going to be injuries that arise and hopefully not long, substantial ones, but uh, he's going to be dependent on. So um, great to hear that he had a great first day. Uh, I'm just looking forward to to it translating uh, to uh, game one or at least a couple games a season so that he can solidify himself and actually be uh, a part of the Florida Panthers team instead of uh, Charlotte. Yeah, and with and with Kirstead, you know that there's a level of growth when I he's of course he's not paired with the he's not paired with an Ekblad, he's not paired with a Gudis, he's not paired with a Montour, but he's actually paired with some um, someone who's been around the league. He was actually paired with someone who's been around the um, the league for a little bit, and Michael Dozato as well. So, you know, a guy who's trying to be uh, um trying to make a a, a place in this lineup. Um, paired up with a guy who's been there been there before so it's kind of a comfort level um that that Paul Maurice has in someone like Kirsten saying hey this is a guy who's been here learn from him chat with him communicate with him and 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 that that's kind of the impression I got from Matt Kirsten being uh paired with uh Michael Dozado uh the another pair for for the Panthers that we saw on the D um Mark Stahl and Brandon Montour look like that's going to be the anticipated uh, third third pairing for uh, the the Florida Panthers, and we even saw some uh, 
one-on-one stall-on-stall action, which was pretty pretty cool to see uh, with, with his brother Eric, of course, not playing in the NHL last year, um, playing in the AHL before going to the Olympics. So pretty cool to see stall-on-stall stall uh, together. But, even, but let's also talk about the energy Matthew Kachuk uh, brought spoke about earlier about him and Matt Kierstead, but there were even, they were working on their dump-ins and, and board battles. Uh, Paul Maurice and media availability in, in during media day spoke about how they want to work three feet from the boards. Did a lot of that in day one of the, like the, these guys probably after practice were probably like breathing hard with how much they Paul, Paul Maurice pushed them in day one. And even we saw a little bit of, Matthew Kachuk and Ryan Lomberg fighting along the the end boards, and even uh, Matthew Kachuk bringing Ryan Lomberg down, like tackling him, like and and even just getting up and a, a little bit of laughs. So different energy for Matthew Kachuk and Paul Maurice. Later, I I was able to ask Paul Maurice about uh, lines and how he how he views day one of camp and familiarity as well, and and he spoke about how he wants to put players together who have been, who are familiar and putting Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett together, because of course they have some history in Calgary as well. So that, 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 that gives, that gives me a good impression of what to start, but also Paul Maurice says that this isn't going to be like a one to two week thing for this uh, Florida Panthers team that it's going to be it's going to be like a three or four month project to start the season to get like kind of get a, a feel of like who who works well with who yeah and um, you know sometimes you know <laughs> if it's not broken don't fix it so you got to assume that Barkoff and Verhage are going to stick together they just got to find that uh, right winger that's going to play up with them uh, to Chuck and Bennett uh, makes total sense. Um, you know, I have to wonder if Colin White's going to jump up in the second line and kind of take over Anthony Duclair's spot. Cause I know they practice together, but um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know, during the season we see Ryan Lomberg pushed up on the second line, just, you know, for a few shifts just to, you know, get that energy going. But um, I think Maurice just wants to get a feel for not only who's familiar, but also who's going to be responsible and take their job seriously and who's listening because um while he doesn't want to stagnate the offense, he's going to make sure that everybody's going to be responsible. And if he notices that people don't want to be responsible or don't want to play the defense, which I find it hard to believe that anybody on this team wouldn't, but at the same time, you know, they got to set the precedent that this is how they're going to play throughout the whole season. Um, and this is what's going to get them to the next level in the playoffs. So um, I think it's just figuring those pieces out and, you know, hopefully by December or January that they have something figured out and that they can roll with it going forward and not have to make too many changes outside of possible injuries. I had an opportunity to ask also uh, Sam Bennett about his, his adjustments uh, going into this season. He was asked about uh, Matthew Kachuk being uh, back. Paul Maurice was talking about Sam Bennett's resurgence as well, going to center um, versus playing the wing uh, in Calgary. He talked about how he's been able to uh, research his career. Sam Bennett really uh, says that he was one of the first person that people that he hit up when 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 Kachuk was uh, traded to the Florida Panthers. But I also but this is also a little bit of an adjustment period for Sam Bennett because 
the 911 line the, the, does not exist anymore with Hubert Ogon declare hurt. So we're seeing, you mentioned it, uh, Bennett, possibly Colin White on the, on the right side and then Kachuk on the, on the left side. So this is going to be a little bit of a different season for someone like Sam Bennett. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. Um, obviously, I've, I found great chemistry with those guys and, and had some, some success with them. Um, really enjoyed playing with them, but uh, you know, let's hockey. You're, there's going to be things moving around. There's going to be things out of your control, and you just got to find new new chemistry with other guys. and And uh, I'm excited to get the opportunity to find that. He's been in the league. I mean, for for a while now. This is going to be like his uh, eighth season, I, I believe. So you know, not it's 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 not something that this guy's not already used to. So we we could think that. Sam Bennett might take a little bit of an adjustment period, but I don't think it's going to be something that's going to last like 10 or 15 games for someone like Sam Bennett. No, and we hope not. Um, you know, you, when you're a professional, you're able to adapt. And um, I think the coaching staff will be able to see if it's working well or not. And then they'll make the adjustments. Then uh, the one concern I have is that um, is Sam Bennett going to be able to change his game a little bit because he's not going to have Huberto dishing him the puck. Uh, he's going to have to chuck and he's going to have possibly Colin White that, you know, they may be getting down in the dirty areas and everything. So where's Sam Bennett going to play? Is he going to get in front of the net? Is he going to be in a more supportive role? Um, you know, is he going to, when he gets the puck, is he going to try and take on the whole defense kind of like, you know, what he's done in the past and lose the puck? Um, he kind of reminds me, uh, and I think I've spoken about this before, he kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Vincent Trocek a little bit. You know, he'll take it through the neutral zone and try to skate through everybody. Um, understandably, uh, <laughs> but you need to use your teammates and uh, do what's best for the team and probably just dump and chase. And uh, we'll see if he gets the memo because then he'll have Matthew to chuck that is, uh, you know, somebody who will go along the boards and win puck battles. And, um, you know, let's see if they can develop that trust and that chemistry right off the bat, because I think that would be beneficial if they understand that that's what the game plan is going to be. And even for dump and chase, uh, one, one of the guys, either Sam Bennett going to the boards and then, uh, someone cutting into the net and then you see you see a a, a pass as someone's cutting in so that that's something that that could definitely work for this team and of course that's why they they work on 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 these on these drills and and man uh even even just watching it myself that I, and seeing how how they were going really at full speed that that they that I even felt like I was getting tired just by like watching everybody going at full speed I could only imagine uh the players and Listen, before even going into the locker room, it was like a 15, 20 minute period in between. And then uh, they, the PR department was talking about how they had to do a lot of like stretching uh, af after the practice. To, and, and that's how you know that 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 Paul Maurice uh, really day one set. It, it, it was really about t setting the tone, saying, hey, this is how we're going to practice. This is how we're going to get you guys to gain speed. And of course, the stretching outside of that as well kind of you know, kind of keeping these guys' bodies like ready for when when game one does happen. So that that I got a good first impression from uh from day one of practice. No, that's good. And uh, not to take away from any other uh, coaching staffs in the past, um, you know, I think from the first practice, you have to set the tone and whether you want it to be more of a player friendly practice, like, hey, you know, we're just here for training camp. Let's just get ready to go. Um, you can decide whether you want to have a hard practice or, you know, you can decide to be more of a player's coach and say, hey, guys, it's the first day of training camp. Let's not burn ourselves out. You know, we have a long season um, that may be more of a veteran uh, move, but. 
I think with Paul Maurice coming in and what's on the table and what Florida is trying to accomplish, they don't have any excuses. They don't have any time to waste really. Um, although that they are taking more of an approach to kind of wait and see what works, but they need to figure this out. They got barely past the first round, you know, this last season, if it wasn't for, you know, Bobrovsky and for Hagee, there's a good chance that they don't get out of the first round. And then unfortunately in the second round, we know what happens. So there's a lot that they need to improve on. And there's a lot that they need to prove this season, uh, you know, especially with the season they had last year. And I just think that, you know, with Maurice coming in and setting that tone right away, that every player should be put on notice and hopefully uh, they get the message. And uh, from game one, uh, they understand that it's go time. Mm -hmm. It's definitely go time. We're going to discuss more about that uh, in the third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Welcome back to this third segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on the September 23rd edition of the show. We got Nick Fairbanks here on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So guys have been around for two weeks already. Matthew Kachuk spoke about how he doesn't need a GPS anymore to get to the arena and the, the ice den in Coral <laughs> Springs. So, hey, it, it's great to see that he's uh, he's been uh he's been in the the market already for a little bit and that he's get kind of getting used to like, you know, which door do I enter just to get to the facility? Which way do I go to get to the rink? So, you know, takes a little bit for everyone going, coming into a new situation, but Hey, Matthew Kachuk, uh, what was, uh, was he, he feels comfortable already. And of course in media day, uh, Barkov was talking about how he, you know, says hi to everyone, even the equipment staff, even, even so, I, I I could only imagine even going into the arena like when the ushers are done with with their shifts and saying hi to them. So just 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 a good energy energy that that he bring, he brings and just at 24 years old. But also actually one notable um every player that was on the training camp uh roster practiced yesterday except one person. The only person who did not practice yesterday uh, but did some solo work on his own with the assistant coaches was checkers captain Zach Delpy. That was pretty much the only one who didn't uh, practice yesterday, but he wasn't fully like inactive. He was just doing a little bit of individual work. So the good signs, this team, this team looks like a very healthy bunch because we've seen a, a team like Vegas. They announced that Nolan Patrick is not going to play this season at all. Uh, Robin Leonard is not going to play as well. And Mark Stone is like in a, in a non-contact Jersey to start the season. So, and Paul Maurice also spoke about the fitness testing that the the Panthers uh, had uh, during media day uh, yesterday. Of course, we're not the, we the media aren't around during that, and those are those are really kept private for the most part. But of course, going onto the ice, seeing name by name, we have a roster right here of everyone, and, and see and just checking the boxes and seeing, okay, this person is here, this person is here. And then talking about the fitness testing um, as well that Paul Maurice spoke about after the after day one, and then seeing and then of course speaking about Grigory Denisenko earlier, it, it's it seems to be that it, it first of all uh, credit to the strength and conditioning program um, coaches for the Panthers, but also credit to the players individually for the work that they've done this summer. And not only that that comes with something, Nick. That comes with what they've done in prior seasons, uh, building to what they do and saying, hey, this wasn't good enough last season. 
and coming back hungrier this season. And it just shows by the, the fitness that so far that we've seen these players in day one. Yeah, and I think it comes to uh, a couple things with that. Number one, I think the uh, unfortunate conclusion of last season, you know, as you said, the hunger to come in and uh, prove themselves and to do better next season, um, I think definitely has a huge uh, weight to it. But think about it this way. The franchise just traded the all-time leading scorer, okay, for Matthew Tuchuk. If that doesn't light a fire under you, I don't know what will because it just showed that nobody's untouchable and that everybody's basically put on notice and that they expect more and they expect better. Uh, you can have a great regular season, but if you don't come to play or you basically disappear when it matters, maybe uh, this isn't the team for you anymore because this is not the same Florida Panthers team that we've seen in uh, previous decades, I will say, or even probably in the last 15 years. Um, so everybody has skin in the game and they have to come in ready. Uh, anybody who's not coming into ready, uh, they probably won't be either offered a contract or they will not be on this team for very long. So um, sorry to take like a, an angle like that, but I think that the motivation is at an all time high. And I also think that, you know, it's another maturity thing. People need to grow up. Um, you know, you can be, you know, very familiar with the people that you play with, but at the end of the day, if the job's not getting done, changes need to be made and it's a business and, the team needs to move on. So I, I expect that, you know, that those two things are the main driving force. And I can't wait to see exactly how the team is going to deal with that, uh, you know, starting the next month. And mentioning it yesterday with Alexander Barkov being bulkier uh, as well. We spoke about earlier in the show, uh, Lucas Carlson being uh, bulkier too. So these guys, the, it, 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 it just shows early on that these guys really have, uh, hit the gym and Ekblad talking about three months in the gym versus just actually getting on the ice. So just a just a great uh, mo motivated group of players who are just um, like we spoke about hungry to to get to get out there. And of course, uh, health has been health is so far on on their side. Um, of course, we still have a few a few practices left before their even their first preseason game against the against the National Predators, a split squad uh, matchup. We we're recording this at uh, nine thirty where um, on on a Friday where day two of practice is starting to get uh, started. So a little bit of uh, a little bit of what's going on in in practice so so far uh, right now with. Group B was starting the afternoon pra practice today. Um, um, excuse me, yesterday, and now they were starting uh, uh, pr uh, the the morning session of practice today. Some of the standouts, as far as the people who are actually there, I made it my, my way back to Orlando uh, right after um, training camp yesterday. Uh, one of the praises has been Evan Nas uh, as, as one of them. Uh, Justin Good. Shortov is actually not out there with uh, Group Two when he was out th out there. Uh, yesterday so that is uh some news coming into that that's reported by kobe guy of florida hockey now and one other thing is that we've seen colin white paired um, put together again with kachuk and bennett so far in day uh -huh. two in the morning session so seems like that what colin white putting him there yesterday looks like it's going to be something c continuing on the experiment for uh, the Florida Panthers. So that's your day, day two first morning session update on, on 
the Florida Panthers in day two of training camp. So uh, any final thoughts, Nick, on on what what's uh, going on in media day, day one, and so far from what we've heard of in day two of training camp? No, everything sounds academic right now for the first day. I'm just glad to hear that uh, everybody's in great spirits and that uh, it sounds like the players that need to bulk up or that need to be uh, the ones that are being dependent on have actually, you know, they're taking it seriously and they're coming in, uh, you know, to take uh, the team to the next level. Um, wanted to ask, the fact that Sordiff is not on Team B to start the day, do you think they moved him to A or do you think there's something else going on? We can only speculate uh, right now with uh, Justin Sordiff, but uh, that right. Uh, looking at my uh, paper right now, yeah, he was part of Team B yesterday. I wrote the letter B next to him, so maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe getting some treatment, and then okay, let's see, let's see how you feel in a few hours when you get a little bit of treatment, and then moving on to A. Uh, if 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 it was A in the morning and B again maybe maybe this is nothing and that he was getting the treatment but just maybe waiting until the 12 o'clock practice but we will have updates uh on on the lockdown florida panthers podcast on on the twitter page and of course the writers who are there uh in in, in person uh for that so may, maybe that but maybe also maybe maybe it's a maintenance day for for justin sort of as well we, we we don't know and of course paul Maurice is definitely going to be asked that because uh sort of a standout in last year's uh, prospect showcase. Even though he didn't get a goal th- in in this one, he was he he served some apples uh, for for sure, and he's great along the boards and has r- wicked wicked speed uh, as well. So who who knows uh, who knows what uh, what what is going on behind the scenes with Justin Sordiff? But we will be bringing that to to everybody here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But Nick. I want to thank you once again for joining me on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Thank you once again for, for coming on and tell everybody where they can follow you online. Thank you. Uh, just really happy that uh, the team's back here in uh, South Florida and uh, Sunrise and also Coral Springs. But, um, you know, can't wait to get the season started. But uh, everybody can follow me on Twitter at Prudentia Zero. And uh, look forward to uh, hearing more podcasts and uh, hearing about uh, this team in the next couple of weeks. So thank you again for having me. Thank you, Nick. And hopefully we get to have you on next 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 week if the, uh, if a hurricane does not come to uh, South Florida because uh, eh. right now we've been we've been seeing a projection of it. So so hopefully we will have something to talk about a preseason game come next Friday. Eh. So. <laughs> Thank you again, Nick. You're welcome. I'll see you next week. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to so be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily podcast every Monday through Friday on all things NHL. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. It's Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.